Welcome back to the Derek Diamond Experience podcast. And coming up on today's show, we'll be recapping the 2017 NFL season and giving our predictions for this weekend's Super Bowl 52 with Adam, Ian, and Luke from the Unicorn Wranglers. We also go over our preseason predictions, how our individual teams did, and we debate whether or not Tom Brady really is the greatest quarterback in the history of the NFL. But first, I have to tell you about our proud sponsor, Audible. Today's episode is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash nerdcave. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. You're listening to the Nerd Cave Network. Derek. Derek. Diamond. 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 Experience! A very delightful good evening to you and welcome to episode 172 of the Derek Diamond Experience podcast. Tonight, we'll be recapping the 2017 NFL season and giving our predictions for this weekend's Super Bowl 52. I am your esteemed host, Derek Diamond, joined along with... Ian. <laughs> Are we doing our own intro? Yeah. It's like, oh. Yeah. Come yeah. on, Ian. I didn't know. Okay, uh, my name is Adam uh, for my 24th Something time like that. gracing the airwaves on the Derek Diamond experience. Also, uh, Arizona Cardinal fan. And much like the desert phenomena, the Arizona Cardinal season was only a mirage. <laughs> Good luck. Um, I'm Luke, second time on the show. Uh, I don't have any. I don't. I don't. Second time on the show. First time, uh, long time. Single to come on. I'm a Capricorn. Uh, I'm actually Cancer. That that is a. I mean, July first. I just. Yeah. I I mean, if we're just stating facts, I want the facts to be right. So I love CBS Sports, and uh, I love all live broadcasts for sports. but unless you have a soft spot for terrible, CBS. Unless it's no, a terrible NBC those golf Those words broadcast. did not come out of my mouth. Those words did not I come know. out of my mouth. We like Adam, the NBC broadcast. Come on now. Anyway, we are here to recap the 2017 NFL season. I had you guys on the show uh, the week of NFL kickoff. I actually went back and listened to that episode. That must have been painful. It was actually really fun. It was a good episode. I just want to say, I, I predicted Tom Brady's injuries, just not it didn't plan pan out the way... I predicted them too. Cactus juice. Well, (laughs) I actually wrote down some notes. Okay. We'll start with Luke. Uh, Luke being a Green Bay Packers fan. Luke felt uh, there was some good depth on the Green Bay defense. (laughs) Wrong. Uh, (laughs) 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 Uh, Quarterback played by the Broncos too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Ty Montgomery would be a pivotal part of the offense. (laughs) Wrong. Uh, both line. <laughs> I don't think both, I can do that. <laughs> both the offense and the defensive line are key to success. Well, that's that's true. They are key, just not key to our success. You know, I think scoring points is going to be really an important part we, of, of the season. We're going to really try to score more than the other team. Yeah, <laughs> that's how we're hey, going to be successful. We'll be all right if we score more than the other team. At least our head coach didn't retire. Wow! Harsh. Harsh. Wow. Ugh. Anyways, continue, Derek. Wow. And my f- personal favorite, 
the talent is the problem, not Dom Caper's system. <laughs> wow, Derek. Um, did you just, actually say that? Yes. I, I guess I did. I guess what I want to say is I was so young then, and, you know, that was so 2017. And I feel that 2018 I've, I've changed to a new person, a new football fan. you got to do this and, more uh, often. I I just got to say, I was I was really wrong. Uh, Mike Patine, I think, is really going to change us, and I can't wait to see his system as our defensive coordinator. (laughs) Patton. We we got to. We got the. I know. We we had the we had the phonetics right there. Yeah. Anyways, uh, you can go ahead and talk to Adam about his predictions now. Cactus (laughs) juice. Jeez. No lie. The first two words out of Adam's mouth on the podcast were. Desert magic. Uh, there you go. Could be some issues with the offensive line. <laughs> that was true. Hey, at least you Understatement were honest. Yeah. At least you were honest. Uh, Arizona always loses games that they shouldn't. That would apply to my team as well. Mm-hmm. Carson Palmer has more velocity on the ball in training camp. <laughs> wow. He had more velocity. It's just, you know, his elbow became snapped in half. And for some reason, you were really high, and I had to look this guy up, an offensive lineman named Ulrich John, who's now with the Packers. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Hey. I forgot we talked about way to be. a lot. Way yeah. to be, Joe Philbin. Yeah. Way to be. You're like, I'm really high on this guy named Ulrich John. Ulrich. Oh, man. Ulrich John. John. Yeah. New, yeah. Unique that, New York. New unique New York. That's all I got. Uh, Ian, you said Broncos could go seven and nine and no quarterback. That was all I said? Pretty much. Oh, wow. okay. Well, that was insightful. Way to I be hope honest. Everybody enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah. I was, uh, wait, 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 were they five and 11? I stopped watching after a while. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, but I do know the quarterback play was terrible. No, I'm just kidding. The quarterback play was terrible. So I actually got that one right. And then I said we would not beat New England, which we did not. True statement. The team is in a Super Bowl or bust mode, which I would still say is accurate. Defense needs to be better. It does. And my prediction was uh, we'd lose in the AFC Championship game to New England. <sighs> Didn't make it. But then. we did not make it there because we lost to Jacksonville twice because we were looking at Jacksonville. I mean, can we just talk about the team of probably the season in my eyes? Jacksonville. I mean, came from nothing to – to something well, real to play Rocky in Balboa story there. The high that was Seriously the AFC there. Championship to get us highest ranked, uh, uh, highest rated TV game of the season. Really, was that it was the Patriots Jacksonville? Interesting. Game. Yeah. Well, kind of going off on that, we also did predictions for division winners, Super Bowl uh, matchups. You made some really good calls, sir. You you did uh, teams to watch out for. All right. You had Philadelphia. Nice. Oh. Nice. Yeah. Up top. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're playing in an important game on Sunday. You had the Vikings. Pro Bowl. Whoa, really? And Jacksonville. Wow. Ian. <laughs> hey. Why didn't I do that in three You're teams? killing it. Keeping yeah. it likable and learnable. Yeah, yeah, he's gone too. He's oh, in okay. Chicago, oh. I think. As oh, far wow. as as far as division winners go, uh, Luke and Adam picked the Giants to win the NFC East. Oh. I feel like that was my fault. I'm I don't. Sorry. I don't think so. You can't trust a guy with no eyebrows. It's just I've been trying to say that. 
Uh, let's see. All right. Well, you heard it <laughs> here Fool first. me once. Shame <laughs> on me. Fool me twice. Shame on me. <laughs> Luke, Adam, and myself picked Oakland to win the AFC West. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Luke trust picked- a coach named Del Rio. Fool me once. Shame on me. Fool me twice. Still shame on me. Luke picked Houston to win the AFC South. Which they were looking good until Deshaun Watson. Good. If Watson hadn't gotten hurt, they would have won that division. Yeah. And then, uh, yes. Hi, Jake. That is Jake. Uh, And then uh, the rest of us picked the Titans, which they they got the wild card. So we weren't we weren't too far off. And they got a new coach. And they got a new coach. Uh, They're no longer full of malarkey. No, no, they're not. (laughs) Let's see uh, other ones. Ian, myself, and Joey picked Tampa Bay to win the NFC South. And then Luke and Adam picked the Falcons. Luke jokingly picked the Vikings to win the North of the NFC that before. Was a joke. Before and, then, <laughs> and then our quarterback got creamed by the Vikings. And Legal hit. Then Brett Hundley came in, which is I'm, – I'm open to trading him uh, if, if – any of your teams want him. My thing is, though, is did Humley, I mean, yeah, my, he's a my backup thing, quarterback, but, I mean, you guys were still very much alive in the playoff race up well, there until the end. Well, what I think what I think Hunley did for us was, and I, d- I don't credit the talent that he got towards, towards the end of the season and the confidence that he gained, but I think what it helped reveal was how much we rely on Aaron Rodgers as a team, and it exposed those weaknesses that we have that – okay, our defense wasn't as as good as we thought it was, and neither was our offense to the point that we rely so heavily on Aaron Rodgers. So I, I think it, in a, in a sense, it was good for us, and, and with that came those coaching changes that, that we needed and some front office changes that we needed that um, will bring some new life to the team. So ultimately, thank you, Vikings, I guess. I don't know. That hurt to say. Well, the great – I mean, that's the, that, that's like with the Patriots. Tom Brady masks so many issues for that team. Yeah, because you put you put anybody out like if if Brian Hoyer had to play that game, there's no way they beat Jacksonville. And like Peyton did it when the Broncos were there, and then the defense carried Peyton the last year. But that's the problem. Your team from top to bottom, and that's what Denver's facing this offseason is: do you go out and spend thirty million dollars on a quarterback to try to solidify it Uh, that position? I don't know, because then you don't have the cap to be able to build the rest of your team. So. Well, and then you look at somebody like Jacksonville, who who their defense was fantastic. I don't think there's a way of getting around that. But then you look at the quarterback Blake Bortles, and you go, um, "He had a wrist right. injury." Thank you. <laughs> but but is he? You know, he's he's not of that caliber yet. Look at where they got. You know what I'm saying? So um, there's differences in in every team that I guess can get you there. But you know, I mean, um, I just think quarterbacks can can mask so much of. The issues, you know, and, and no. that's no, yeah. that's true. I think we kind of noticed that with with all three, four teams this year. So, no, yeah. I I agree with that. So, <clears throat> kind of just going down the well. Before we do that, speaking about cap room, we did have some breaking news uh, dun, yesterday. Dun, dun. Alex Smith traded from the Chiefs to the Washington Professional Football Team. That's uh. Big news, especially for one Mr. Kirk Cousins, because now we wonder, where does he go? What do you guys think? Well, I think the person... As we hear the cats meow in the background. <laughs> the per- the person that could answer that 
is not here. That's true. Joey T. And the riffraff yeah. is not here. Yeah. The riffraff's here. Yeah, the riffraff's yeah, riff definitely here. The riffraff is here. Yeah. Riffraft is here. Joey is not. Well, I think so what, what do you guys I, this think? Is, this has put a spin. This has put a spin on the, on, on the whole free agency. Obviously, Kirk Cousins was the big name because, you know, we, I think there's, there's so many teams out there that's looking for quarterbacks, obviously. You know, the Browns, the Giants, um, all the way down Jets. to the Jets, the Broncos. I mean, you look at the first 15 picks – and you see a lot of teams that could be going after quarterbacks. Yeah. And I think the first domino to fall is Kirk Cousins. Because then I think after that, then you get into Sam Bradford's, the what, Bridgewater, uh, uh, Case Keenum, mm -hmm. uh, Nick Foles, all are set to be free agents. I mean, you got a lot of stuff that has to shake out. And then I think that will then reflect onto the draft on where you'll see some of these. What is Summer Sanders a really deep um, – really deep draft class i think this was the first domino to fall it's funny because when it happened i was like man alex smith's pretty solid because yeah. i know denver was looking at him and then all of a sudden you saw what like then all of a sudden you found out what washington gave up a third round pick yeah. and kindle kindle fuller an, yeah. uh, who was i think graded out as one of their best defensive players by pro football focus and so you gave up all that, and then you sign him to a huge extension, which I know the extension will cost less than Kirk Cousins, but he's also 34. And so what did, what did they really accomplish? I mean, what, I mean if, you're in, if you're in full rebuild, rebuild like, it's kind of like where Denver is. I mean, do you go out and pay Kirk Cousins $30 million, take up a, you know, almost a third of your salary cap when you pair it with Vaughn Miller for a guy that's 30 years old? and is probably fringe top 10. Well, and I mean, I, is that kind of what we're seeing now is obviously what, with the Matthew Stafford deal this, this, this past season. I mean, yeah. you're seeing that these quarterbacks are getting these you know, insane these, these deals. French quarterback. I but, think we talked about but this. But would you too. would you trade a third and an up and and arguably your best one of your best up and coming defenders? Would you trade that See, See okay, okay. I, I don't think I would because, I mean, I look at Alex Smith and, I, and then I look at the Washington Football Club and I, I, I don't know if Alex Smith is going to fix, be that fixed to that club. Right. They're not a you, quarterback away yeah, from being better. I mean, they're, yeah, they've been one of those teams that flirts with the playoffs, but then we'll have a sharp down year. Then flirt with the playoffs and have a sharp down year, you know, and mostly sharp down years, you know, and it's like. You're right. You're giving away some actual, some high-graded talent for yeah. somebody who's, I mean, entering, if not already in twilight of their career. Yeah. I'm, I'm telling you that if, if, if Denver had offered, let's just say, Bradley Roby, their third corner, and a third-round pick for Alex Smith, that there's no way I would have said do that. There's yeah. just no way I would have said do that. No, no I agree. No, I, I agree as well. So where do you guys think Cousins ends up? I know Denver's going to make a big push, mm -hmm. but I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't they, – they can get enough cap room, but the problem with it is is there's no stability there. Vance Joseph got – he's back only because there was no other good head coaching candidates. Mm -hmm. Sorry. And so that's why he's back. So he's going to be gone next year because the Broncos, I don't think, are going to be one of those Cinderella stories. And so I don't know. I mean, I I don't think I think he's got better options. I mean, I hate to say it, but the but the Jets, you know, they've got a, a ton they have of a, cap yeah. room. They've got a, a good coach. They got a little bit of stability. 
uh, a younger. I mean, the defenses are probably comparable. Um, and they have know. decent offensive pieces. Yeah, I mean, they're in you theory. know, I just don't know if I mean, you even have Arizona. I mean, you know, Jacksonville, all those places are possibilities. I, I think it's hard to say where he's going. What about Cleveland? Because I, I mean, that that's the name I've seen pop up with this is you know will he end up in Cleveland I, I guess my thing is would he take that payday knowing that he's going to Cleveland you know I just feel like Cleveland's in the same spot they had the first overall pick they have the fourth overall pick so you can get two playmakers they should I would have gotten rid of Hugh Jackson and yeah. just yeah. started fresh they got yeah. the new um hey he's there to John stay. Dorsey Mm-hmm. From Kansas City, they got a brand new, you know, GM. I would have fired Hugh Jackson. I would have started over. I would have taken Darnold or Rosen, getting uh, gotten a, a, another playmaker at four, whether it was Barkley or whether it would be Fitzpatrick for defense. And I would have started over with a brand new coach like a Sean McVay, Matt Lafleur, somebody like that. Um, that's what I would have done if I was Cleveland, because no. now you're gonna you're but gonna say I don't know if they could have courted a quality coach in the such a shallow coach's pool this this year but my thing is is, is is Hugh Jackson's basically a lame duck coach he's like Vance Joseph yeah yeah now granted he doesn't have to do much to beat last year's win total <laughs> well let me <laughs> let me ask you this do you Bossing. as a sorry Hugh as an avid fan do you admire somebody like Hugh that's willing to sit there and and back the team that he's he's coaching and do you, do you I guess no. see no. him Hugh, changing the way no. that that team Hugh Hugh lost me big time when he was like you know guys there's not a lot of guys would have stuck around and did what I did this yeah. year and yeah. I was like what, almost lose like playing, every game like yeah. come almost on almost like yeah. playing like a victim like, yeah like guys yeah. come oh, on man. I'm doing I'm they've doing won what one game in two seasons yeah, yeah he's like guys I'm like basically LeBron too you know hey, coming back to help the land they did have a parade though you know in what 16 yeah. parade right. or that yeah. probably means you're not a very good coach yeah yeah, yeah. I I mean I, you're thinking about the Browns and and everything I mean I if I'm them, I'm I'm right there with you. I, I see you go get like Rosen. Yeah. You're someone mm-hmm. who who's showing a lot of promise, even though people won't come to his birthday party. That's right. Uh, he's Bo Callahan. Bo, you heard it here Bo first, Callahan. folks. He's Bo Callahan. <laughs> but then get somebody like versatile like Barkley, and you just think it's a it's a one two punch. It's just I you know you look at Cleveland and it's just like a land of you know. Spent it just seems like a depressing I mean, place. Even Deshaun Kaiser. I mean, but you got to think, at the end of the day, there's only 32 head coaching gigs. Yeah. And if you get an yeah. opportunity to get one of those head coaching gigs, I mean, and you, you got to remember, you're also coming in, they have, I think, seven picks in the first 97 picks. Yeah. yeah. That's an unbelievable amount of capital. Because without, because not even taking seven picks, they can, tar- they so, can trade so it so here, to get better Here's my prospects. question. You have seven picks in the first 97, or what was it, seven picks Na- in the first yeah, 97, 97 picks? picks. Is, the core, is the core issue with the Cleveland Browns a... A, from top to bottom, a organizational yes. air, like problem from GM, owner, coach, alignment issue. I can answer that question with one word: everything is wrong with Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, and, and no, from and the front office, the everything, the well, team, the culture, no, all and of it. I, and I think all we were of it is wrong. The other day, because you were like, would I feel confident trading something to Cleveland, like a first round pick to Cleveland to go up to number four? Absolutely, because they're probably going to waste the pick. You know, it's going out of conference into a team that's probably going to make a bad decision and or not be able to develop the talent that comes in. Yeah. I mean, because the, the way I look at it is even if they, let's say, don't go quarterback at one and four, which I think would be crazy. But if they don't like any of those guys, maybe they like Mayfield at like 10. They've got the draft capital to be able to go back yeah. up and get it so they could still get a yeah. Barkley and maybe a, a, 
Fitzpatrick or somebody like that, a defender, and then or even a lineman, and then oh, well, they don't really need a lineman, but and then go back up and get Mayfield or if Allen slips a little bit, you know, yeah. I mean, it's it'll be interesting to see what they do. See, they need to me, they need the most for sure form of a quarterback that does not take any development at all. But I, I that's why think I think got, they should go after Cousins. I, I think, think they'll I think they'll go after him, but I I don't foresee Kirk Cousins. I mean, he's thirty. He'll be thirty. At the beginning of the year, at mm-hmm. the beginning of the start of the NFL. Well, season. and there's better there's, options. Yeah, there's for just him better to be options. More successful. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes to Denver. He's he knows he's going to be walking into somewhat put together defense. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. you know Denver can then maybe use their fifth round pick to 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 bolster either an offensive line for him, or you know if Barkley happens to be there, uh, a running game to complement him. You know. Yeah, I mean, I think if he if he wants the money. The Jets are in the best position to offer him, you know, that big contract that I'm sure that he wants. But I think he would be best fit for success if he if he went to Denver. Well, the question I pose to you then mm-hmm. is if you're already going to – it's going to be around $30 million guaranteed. It's probably going to be front-loaded too, so you're going to probably think, let's say it's a five-year deal, probably be 90 to 100 guaranteed in the first three years, maybe, let's say. Mm-hmm. If New York offers like 105 guaranteed, and let's say Denver can only offer like 95 is $10 million in guaranteed money enough to go to the Jets over a team that maybe you think is is better suited for your talent? If him, if I'm him and those situations are offered, I would go to Denver because you have a better chance to win a Super Bowl than you do with New York, even though it's more, the money's less. And more importantly, and this is just me being a realist, if I go to New York, I know I'm facing Tom Brady twice. Yeah. They have had a death grip on that division. Yeah, see, I don't want to yeah. go. And I, and I know everybody long. says he's going he's gonna to slow down. He's not slowing he's not down. Slowing down. Sorry. No. Sorry. No. Sorry. No. I mean, that happen. was the other thing I got wrong. I mean, it'll happen, but it, it doesn't look like it's going to happen anytime soon. No. Because no. he doesn't throw the ball over eight yards. He doesn't have to. No. It's incredible to watch. It yeah. is. I would agree. Look at, the, I, look at the Browns getting like 18 minutes worth of coverage. So, You're yeah. welcome, Cleveland. Yeah. Everyone, everyone has now They're dropped give, off watching because we started talking about the Cleveland Browns. Uh, the Browns are going to give us a uh, segment on their sports network. Yeah, they Ohio. are. They should. There's like there's only there's actually four people that know us yeah. outside of the Ohio region. So, Adam, let's talk about the Arizona Cardinals. Let's you, talk. You had high expectations going into the season. Yeah, I did. I did. I, I had high expectations. And I think a lot of it was just from recognizing the fact that things were winding down, you know, and now sitting here, you know, Carson Palmer retired, Bruce Arians, which retired, you know, that, that was a big, uh, big hit, you know, kind of the reshuffling of our head coaching or of our entire coaching staff and all that. So I think a lot of that was just me once again, trying to hold on to some desert magic and just saying maybe by drinking the, the cactus grace, juice, drinking the cactus juice, maybe by the grace of God, we could put something together and make it into the playoffs. And, um, uh, you know, sitting here now, you, you know, we went eight and eight. I think obviously one of the highlights was winning that that final game in Seattle to knock them out of the playoffs. Um, but you know, it's kind of the same old, same old, riddled with injuries. David Johnson going down, Carson Palmer going down. You know, kind of quarterback by committee with uh, Stanton and went down, and then Barkley came in, and that was a disaster. And you know, it's just there wasn't there wasn't great stuff. Wide receivers underperforming. Defense wasn't bad. Defense was was a highlight, and I think you you got to see some. Good young players. Buda Baker made the Pro Bowl as a special teams player. I thought that was great. Um, Tyran Matthews making bounds to coming back to the player he was. Um, we still have issues in cornerbacks and, you know, pass rushers. Marcus Golden going down was another big one. I mean, he had like 14 sacks last year and him going down, you know, th- this year hurt. 
Um, I think you saw the loss of Calais Campbell. Obviously, with how good he he did in Jacksonville, I'm glad he's doing great, and I'm glad it's it's working out for Jacksonville. We just couldn't, you know, we couldn't pay him the money, um, you know. And I think all that leads up now to where we are, which is a lost little organization. It's not true. You're not lost. We're not. We're not lost. You're the, because you're the Denver had... Broncos of last year, which means you're oh, on God. your way to five and eleven. Oh, big guy. Yeah, yeah. You're welcome. That, that's lost. <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's times it's times like these. You know, we went you know, we learned to live again. And Steve Steve Wilkes. You know, from the Carolina Panthers, which I've heard great things about his defensive ability. Yeah, so did Vance um, Joseph. <clears throat> however, I will say not to cut undercut Vance Joseph. Uh, at least Steve Wilkes is coming from the Carolina Panthers and not the Miami Dolphins. Wow, Jim you Biggs. know, uh, but Marsh. but that to me that but hey, I'm being honest. Hey, right? who's your offensive coordinator? Mike McCoy, who oh. is coming from the Denver Broncos, and who hired him? The San Diego Chargers. No, 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 no. Who hired him last year? Oh. Though? The Denver, oh, Vance Joseph. Oh, yeah, 5 and 11. <laughs> That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah, and, and so, <laughs> but, great. but to sit there and say I'm not concerned, I'm actually interested to see how Wilkes does as a head coach. Uh, he, he, to me, it's it's kind of something new, um, defensive-minded. I'm interested to see how this, we've been built as a 3-4 the longest time now. He's more of a 4-3 mind. I don't really know what the plan is. They're just going to, they've said this year they're just going to play. Like well, I don't. And, I don't think there really is a big three-four-four-three push anymore. Yeah. Everything's so specialized yeah. now. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't. I, really I, think I, it and that's what it's. You have so many variances now. Yeah, and so and so many teams run spread concepts now that you really you're in your your dime and nickel packages so much yeah. anyway. So yeah, yeah. And, and so there's that. Obviously, though, you can't you can't miss the giant glaring thing staring right at you in the face, and that is our offense. You know, as in a whole, we don't have a quarterback. We don't have a single quarterback on the roster currently, uh, except for maybe Barkley. I think he might be on practice squad or something like that. I, the, the, we don't have a quarterback. To me, I will say this. Uh, I, I consider the Bruce Arians era a successful failure because there was one missing key. Um, I love Bruce Arians and everything that he did and how he changed the culture and, and got us back off after a couple down years. Uh, the biggest thing I, I feel like we missed with him was we didn't get our quarterback of the future. You know, you hear you hear Bruce Arians and you and you think about the quarterback whisperer, the guy who you know can mold these guys. You know, Ben Roethlisberger, the Peyton Mannings, uh, and everything. And not Aaron Rodgers. We didn't we didn't have we didn't get natural that. talent. You know, I, I I sat there year after year and thinking, all right, well maybe maybe this is the year we're going to go in the draft and we're going to get somebody. And you know, we toyed around with what Logan Tom Logan Thomas that one time. That was awful, but. But we never did get that, him. and it was terrible. And yeah. to be perfectly honest, awful. I know it's going to sound really bad, and like I said, I, I really I, – this is not me criticizing Bruce Arians anyway, but we're not too terribly far off from where we were when we started in the sense of our quarterback situation. You know, we didn't have a quarterback in 2000 whenever when he started. Well, let me tell you where you're headed. Um, <laughs> you're going to coach – No, no, no. You're going to coach the Senior Bowl next year. Oh, okay? boy. I'm so and excited. You're, and you're going to get blown out. Can I take 40, Gabby 40, Oh, yeah. 45 to 16 in the Senior Football. Bowl. Rain. And all your fan base is going to want to fire your head coach because they lost the Senior Bowl 45 to 16. <laughs> That's where we are in Denverland. We want to fire our head coach because even in an exhibition game, <laughs> we get blown out. So you're welcome. Enjoy it. It's going to be a fun ride. Quarterback well, seeing, or how no that's a, seeing how that's a prelude to Ian's segment, I will finish up my segment, Derek, with uh, just saying this. Obviously, the the biggest question is we're sitting at 15 in the draft. 
uh, you know, stuff coming from Steve Keim, our GM, has been, you know, we're going to be aggressive in free agency with possible quarterbacks. I feel like we'll probably make a run for Kirk Cousins. I, I just don't know if it's we're going to be able to put together, you know, kind of what Ian was saying, something to be competitive against some of the higher teams. Because, I mean, we got it, we, we got money places. I mm-hmm. mean, Patrick Peterson, Tyran Matthews. You know, we, we got money. To, our offensive line takes up a chunk. Yeah, but can't he, stay healthy. But he wore red in Washington, <coughs> and you guys were red. Yeah, yeah. Just there, there is that true. Yeah, just a different just shade. Different shade. Still on the color wheel. But it'd be easier. It would be easier for them to like make his jersey when when he actually signs. And, and you said it a lot as we were watching throughout this whole season of you guys need to go after a quarterback that was going to be there in the long term. Yeah, and that's just what happened. You guys don't you didn't get the backup or you didn't have the quarterback that's going to be there to kind of step into that leading role when Carson Palmer and I mean, eventually and, – and you knew it. You, you saw it coming, was, and, you know, and that's – To be honest, happened. I thought he was going to retire after the ACL thing, you know. But I, I, the, the problem that you go back to is there's one big fish, and that's it. Because then I, I know people are saying Case Keenum, but I think he resigns with Minnesota. Yeah. And I think they move on from Bradford now, and Bridgewater. I will I say the, the one quarterback I'm actually interested in in this experimental area that we're going into is actually Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, I know that's kind of a I, risky I would, thing. I'd worry about his. Yeah, and I, and I don't worry. But, I mean, if I saw tomorrow that, that we, you know, free agency started tomorrow and we, we picked up Teddy Bridgewater, I wouldn't be like, oh, my God, we're terrible. I already think that now. I'd be like, well, that's interesting. Maybe we're going to try to get into some type of – you know, utilization of David Johnson in the running game, mobile quarterback type thing, as mobile as it can be with a reconstructed knee. You know, so if you're Teddy, or if you're the if you're the Vikings, Derek, do you mm-hmm. go out and sign Case Keenum, resign him, and resign Teddy Bridgewater, or do you resign Bradford and Keenum? What do you do? I mean, the way I look at it is Keenum took you to the NFC Championship, but this is my this is my only this is my butt to that. Is obviously we've seen what Pat Schumer leave. Yeah. Is is that going to affect? Well, we saw it in Atlanta. Oh yeah. my gosh, Atlanta! Jesus, that was. I you'd never seen it. So I the mean, only they, team it's not going to matter for is going to be the stupid Patriots. Yeah, yeah. No Patriots. They're going to lose. Matter. They're going to lose. Patricia, who it looks like what what who. Let me find what, it. What was it? Patricia looks like. I, I will I'll find have to the look alike. Yeah. And they're going to lose McDaniels, and they're not going to s- skip a beat. No. No, they will not. No. No, they'll, they'll probably represent the AFC in Super Bowl 53. Yeah. And I'm going to be very upset. But, no, I, I agree with Thank you. I, I, God, I don't know. The I, NFC, Luke. I just don't know the quarterback position. I think this year, is if you can get one of those, those guys, if you think the top five guys – one of them can fall, or or if you think they're the guy, I think you got to go in. I think you saw it with Jared Goff this year, and Carson Wentz. When you put them in a situation to be successful with good coaches, you can see it happen. I'm know? telling you, if Mayfield is there at 15, which I don't believe he will be, I want him at 15. I will risk that for a little Spitfire, known as Baker Mayfield. Could bring some attitude to the team. He can go sure. plant the Arizona Cardinal flag wherever the hell he wants to. <laughs> We talked about this. Go put it right in the middle of freaking CenturyLink field. Yeah. You hear that? A red 12th man field. Just plant it right in the middle of Seattle. I'd be okay with that. So uh, shout out to at what he looks like on Twitter. Fantastic page. Absolutely. Which, which I believe you introduced it's, me it's to. Fantastic. 
from the Dan Lebetard show, right? My, I don't know. I I, it, yeah, yeah, that's where yeah, it, like, it started Lebitard. popping up yeah. that from. So basically what this is, is it, it, they post photos of various sports personalities and say what they look like. It's like one of my favorites is uh, Mike Leach from Washington State. It says Mike Leach looks like the lunch lady. Yeah, that's a great one. <laughs> there you go. So Matt Patricia looks like the friend who asks for your Netflix password so he can watch episodes of Burn Notice. <laughs> <laughs> All righty then. Love Burn Notice. One of my favorite shows. So specific, too. Like, I like yeah. it. Oh, this is a new one. Lane Kiffin looks like the coworker who doesn't look away while you type in your password during a conversation at your desk. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I would, I would love Lane Kiffin in Denver. Oh, he'd be a disaster, but it'd be great. It would be awesome. The Lane Train. Yeah. But it, lane train, man. It'll be a very uh, fun disaster. Oh, lane Train, man. So you're yeah. for draft needs. You, yeah. you want you want Mayfield if he's there. Yeah, I, I think it's a quarterback. If if there's a guy there, I you know, old Josh Allen thing would be crazy. That would be. I don't know about that one. I don't know I if I I would like him. that one. But I mean, oh, man, if Mayfield's there, I'll take him. Darnold or Rosen. None of those guys will Bo? be there. Bo Callahan. Bo Callahan. I'll throw him a. I'll throw him a birthday party if he really needs. Really? One. Yeah. I'll you're not gonna, you're not gonna Sunny Weaver it. No, I'll All throw right. him a birthday party right. if he's there at fifteen. That'd be nice of you. I, and I mean, it's always, it's always, you know, once all this Kirk Cousins stuff, you know, shakes yep. out, if there's a trade up possibility, I wouldn't throw that out of possibility either. You know, maybe do something crazy. Well, speak weird. Speaking of Kirk Cousins, if if Denver does not get Cousins, obviously quarterback would be top need for Denver, correct for yeah, for the draft. Yeah, I think so. I mean, the who, thing, who would who would you want out of that class? It's that would realistically be there. Well, I it's hard because right now everybody's predicting Darnold and Rosen and Mayfield, some combination of two of those guys to be gone and one to be left, or Josh Allen. But from everything I've read from all the beat writers in Denver, is that. Elway, they don't want to go through it again. Like, they don't want to try to develop a quarterback again after Paxton Lynch. So Paxton Lynch broke John Elway. That was, that's what we can come from this. But the thing is, is I just – I think they didn't really help him any. So I, I, I don't really know what they're going to do. But Would I you think – say that's Mike McCoy's fault? I don't know. I guess we'll find out next year. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but, no, I think, I think Denver, if they've if, – I think things once free agency sh shakes out, then I think. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't surprise me if Denver fell in love with Darnold or Rosen or one of those guys, and they did not land Cousins, Cousins or Keenum. The thing I've heard is that if, if Keenum or Foles or somebody like that came available and they didn't get Cousins, that if they would they would sign somebody like that for like a two year deal, like an AJ McCarron, somebody like that, a couple years, and they would go get like a Baker Mayfield or somebody like that that they could kind of sit behind and kind of learn. But that would drive me crazy because they need to play. You got to let the guys play. I mean, that's what we saw with Goff and Wentz. You play them, even even Jameis and Mariota to a certain extent. You play them, you let them take their lumps, but you've got to have the right coaching staff. And I think that's what bothers me about the Bill Musgrave Vance Joseph deal is that that they strike no confidence in me whatsoever that they can groom a quarterback or a team, even a place kicker, because McManus was terrible last year, and I blame that solely on Vance Joseph. Totally unfair, but I do. Everything revolves around Vance Joseph. Yeah, and he's a good guy. I feel bad for him. <laughs> so if if you guys do land Cousins, mm -hmm. who do you take? Because you guys are picking, what, fifth? Yes. We're getting rid of everybody. Yeah. It's like spring cleaning in Denver. Tlaib's on the block. 
uh, Manuel Sanders will be gone, but that's okay. He's not really a good dude. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's a bad guy. Yeah. Um, good football player, bad guy. <laughs> good football player, bad guy. You would not be able to make it in the XFL. In the uh, Yeah, uh, yeah we got we'll, a lot no, of we'll, – we'll, we'll get to the <laughs> we XFL. We got a lot a of non-XFL players on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. In fact, I think Vance Joseph wouldn't be able to coach in our league either. Um, <laughs> God, we had to do the background checks there, John. <laughs> Thanks, pal. Uh, no, but seriously, um, if they do land Cousins, they're they're retooling the offense. They're a lot like Arizona. They're retooling the offense, so they'll they'll need linemen. They're going to need another receiver. They'll need a third wide receiver. They need a running back. Uh, I think C.J. Anderson's going to be let go um, for salary cap reasons. So they're going to need an entire offense, which I don't think you can get in one offseason. But that's okay. You can get pieces, and that's where we're at. Yeah. So. I would love Saquon Barkley, one of the quarterbacks. Um, but other than that, it's got to be one of the linemen. I think Barkley, just random throwing this out there, I think he's one of, if not the best running back prospect in the last couple of years. Well, and, and I think you have to really ask yourself, with Josh McDaniels being there in Indianapolis now and coming from New England where they've never had really a star running back, would he take – I mean, just going from what he did in Denver, and I know he's matured, but it, would he would he take – a Saquon Barkley at three. Yeah. Would he would he do that? I don't I don't know. I don't I don't know if he would do that because I know he would probably the Patriots always find value late. Yeah. So. Well and that team needs so much other work too. Yes. So so much other work. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. How did Pittsburgh do, Derek? So the Steelers. Talk to me about the powder keg known as the Pittsburgh <laughs> Steelers. Did Big Ben have his lower leg injury this year? I'm sure he probably did it. Did some, he at, did at he play point. through it? Yes. God, what a warrior. <laughs> what a what a warrior. This was you got to ask yourself how just one guy keeps going through that same lower leg injury and year after year after year. Every year he battles through it. He gets back up. He plays hard. I will say this is the first year where he has not missed a game due to injury in quite some time. So Big Ben, we salute you. <laughs> so Steelers went 13 and 3. Which you think I would be happy about? Um, I think you can add up all our team record. We didn't win thirteen <laughs> games, so yeah. Yeah, I was fortunate. But you know, add up all our records, and we didn't lose to Jacksonville twice. Oh, no. ah. ouch! Ah. Funny story: there are only two teams to beat the Steelers twice at home in their entire history: the twenty seventeen Jacksonville Jaguars and the two thousand seven. Jacksonville Jaguars. I remember that was the David wow. Garrard year, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember yep. that. I remember watching that playoff later. game. It was, yep. it was your birthday. You remember that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember watching that I remember game. that playoff game very well. Yeah, it was. A, Unfortunately, mm, but it was I do remember it. it. Well, David Garrard. Well, East Carolina. East Carolina <laughs> I Pirate. That. I do remember that playoff game. I, yeah. I was a Garrard fan. Like, I actually didn't think he was that bad. No, I, I mean, I, I don't remember much about him. I mean, I remember when he came out, he played pretty well. And I remember yeah. they went back and forth with Leftwich and Garrard back and yeah. forth, back and forth. And there's the extent of my Jacksonville Jaguar knowledge, which well, is I, more than their fans have. <laughs> that's true. Oh, God, I'm going to piss off Jacksonville. Sorry. <laughs> that's all good. So anyway, all eight fans. You seem to piss off a lot of people when you're on these shows. I, do. I think <laughs> you pissed off somebody else. I uh, went after the Giants. You went after the Giants. I went after yeah. the Giants. And yeah. you know they're, what? They're back on the – Put them back on notice. They are – after last <laughs> season, all their primetime games, jeez. It was obnoxious. It's like watching Denver. Denver should never play primetime again, <laughs> ever. Like, don't even give them a, th give them a Thursday afternoon game. Well, it was what, like two years ago, Arizona was like – 
every week on. Oh yeah, no. yeah, Night but Football. that's when we went thirteen and three. Yeah, never. Now again. we just kick nine field goals. Yep, Thursday <laughs> afternoon you're playing on an orange thing. You'll be on Roku Nine Live. Nine field goal game. I just can't. Luke, I, just, I remember beat the 49ers in OT. <laughs> that was before Garoppolo. Was I before thought you JG. were talking about the Seattle game. I remember game. that day oh God, very that was vividly. Was I remember watching that at your house, and we were there till like, like almost midnight. <laughs> the, the, Diamondback, <laughs> like, yeah. the Diamondbacks lost, lost to the Mariners 3-2 to two in extra innings. Terrible game. Before we continue this recap of the 2017 NFL season, I have to remind you that for you, the listeners of the Derek Diamond Experience podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. As I've mentioned over the past couple of weeks, a book I recently finished is No is a Four-Letter Word, How I Failed in Spelling but Succeeded in Life by Chris Jericho. It's a good motivational book and also is kind of a, a recap of Chris Jericho's most recent run in the WWE. I'm also currently listening to Ready Player One, written by Ernest Klein and narrated by Will Wheaton of Star Trek The Next Generation fame. So far, it's a really good book. I'm really seeing what all the hype is about it, and it really makes me look forward to the movie that's coming out next month. But they've also got other great books, too, from fiction, nonfiction, mystery, romance, sci-fi, gaming, any genre you can think of, Audible has. And if you're always on the go like I am, Audible is a great service to have to be able to continue to read without having to sit down and read an actual book. So to do that, go to audibletrial.com slash nerdcave. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash nerdcave for your free audiobook download and 30-day free trial. So you think I would be happy with 13-3. and three. I was yeah. fortunate enough to go to Pittsburgh for the Steelers-Patriots How game. How was that? Uh, minus the ending, a lot of fun. Atmosphere was great. Cold? Not as bad as you would think. It was, was it raining? Yes, it yeah. rained during the entire game. It literally started raining right before kickoff and didn't stop until like 10 minutes after the game was over. So that made Hope it... Hope you brought your poncho. I did. Had a very thick rain jacket. But all in all, you know, the atmosphere itself was pretty fun. <laughs> but the, the ending was, uh, was quite heartbreaking. Did you buy a terrible towel? I did. First of all, why are they called terrible towels? Like, what's so terrible about the towels? I'm actually not 100% sure. Well, you're not going to have a fun towel. That sounds stupid. Well, yeah. But why would you name it a terrible towel? That's my question. Because it sounds intimidating? Why is this hard? Oh, John Waldron's watching. I don't know. Oh, hi, John. Hey, Pop. I don't know. I just think, like, why, I mean, I don't know. There's just a question I had. Jeez, Ian, why you got to fire it back at me like that? Because I, I just feel like it's an intimidating thing. Some things you don't need to know the answer to. Okay. Like, why okay. is CeCe's Jeez. the greatest pizza buffet ever? I don't I've never had CeCe's. Never had I still haven't been back Better there since pizza? that. Oh thing no, day. I forgot about Pizza Hut buffet. Yep, Come sorry, on, man. Pizza Hut. Come buffet. on, all my Cincinnati guys, I just screwed up. I'm sorry. It's all good. So we lost in the divisional round to Jacksonville, with a season full of promise, drama, heartbreak, some more drama, and then a little more drama. And I'm going to sum it up, like all of the problems that we've had, I'm going to sum it up with one word. And it's something that I think is a team-wide issue, and that is maturity. I think there is a true lack of maturity on the team from Mike Tomlin. And I love Mike Tomlin, but I think he's kind of part of that problem. Did anybody else feel bad with for Mike Tomlin when he had like that spit? Stuck in his beard, frozen yeah. during the playoff game? Because yeah. I did. Yeah. I don't know why someone just couldn't tell him. Just somebody just I, tell him. Just yeah. be like, hey, Mike. Hey, come here. Yeah. Come here. Hey, hey, hey. 
Hey, let's go in the medical tent for a second, bud. You know? Yeah. Sorry. Like that. Anyway, no, ahead. no. So, I, I think that's a big part of the problem is the whole... What is that noise? <laughs> it's the cat. Oh. I don't know, Derek. It's I'm your house. That's just your, like your ice maker or something? Probably. My, uh, yeah, it probably is. It's probably full of ice. Something like that. Problem solved. All right. Well, I'm going to go over there and check the ice maker and well, check I'll, if there's anything else in the refrigerator. I'll, I'll keep talking about Mike Tomlin. brewed water. <laughs> With yeast and hops. And well, have fun. How unprofessional. Shade. <laughs> so, anyway. <laughs> you took the longest route. But no, I think the I think there's a, an issue with team maturity. When you have multiple players who are looking ahead to the New England game, and this is the regular season game, even Mike Tomlin's acknowledging it, you know, two or three weeks before it happens. And then when you get to the playoffs, everyone's talking about, you know, can't wait for the rematch with New England. Well, you still got to play Jacksonville. They come out, they play terrible. Sure, they come back and make it close, but with the way the offense was scoring at the end of the game, just pretty much scoring at will on arguably the best defense in the league, why couldn't you do that at the beginning? And even like... And we should have had the best offense in the entire league. You've got Ben Roethlisberger, Antonio Brown... Le'Veon Bell, you know, thought Martavis Bryant would catch on, but you know Juju broke out, which was really good. Um, yeah, there's really – and a good offensive line. Not the best in the league, but I still think in you know, top, top five. At least I would put them in the top five anyway. So my, my question to you would be – because I totally agree with you. I think it is a maturity thing. Like you can tell. So my question is, is it a Mike Tomlin – because I, the, to me, there's no way you could get rid of Mike Tomlin. There you go. There's just right. no way. I mean, yeah. you guys went what thirteen and three this year. Yeah. There's no way you get rid of somebody after thirteen. No, and and you shouldn't. But I raised the question, Ian. By the way, turned off your ice maker. So if Thank you, you guys stop making eyes, just put it back. Thank out. you. It sounded like something was clicking. Um, but you sit there and say, they hadn't won a Super Bowl in ten years. Like, when was the last time you guys won? All right. Do you want to get so, some ice for that burn? I took, I took, I took care. <laughs> yeah, you might want to go flip the ice maker back on. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You're welcome. So there's a quote, and I, I, was, I was telling him this the other day. A quote by <laughs> current Arizona State University head coach and one of my favorite ESPN analysts, Herm Edwards, and he's breaking into the liquor. You're either coaching it or you're allowing it to happen. I like it. Good God. <laughs> Let's get crazy, Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> and the views just go. Whoop-hoo. Oh, man. So, no, I, I think I also think that we should have gotten rid of Keith Butler instead of Todd Haley. Because the offense isn't the issue, it's the defense. Yeah, the defense but, has been bad the last several years. But, but I will say this. But they're, I understand why, though. Well, but I, 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 when part of the rumors why Wade Phillips was let go in Denver was that he did not keep tight enough control on some of his defensive players, mm-hmm. and that they ran their mouths a little bit, and it became a thing where it created division in the locker room. And Todd Haley's kind of a loose cannon because um, he was with Arizona. I can attest to that. Yeah, and I mean, like Adam told me the other day. Him, I mean, him and Anquan Bolden. I mean, during our playoff run to the Super Bowl. Like, him and Anquan Bolden were having shouting matches on the sidelines over what was going on. Like, silly things. So, I, I'm, I, 
you know, Big Ben's kind of like Brady in a way that he's going to run the offense. It's kind of like Peyton. Like, yeah, you want to have an offensive coordinator there, especially somebody that's going to challenge him. But at the end of the day, he's running that offense. And yeah. you've got enough talent on offense. But, yeah, I, I, I just wonder is, is can Mike Tomlin make that switch? Can he become – like, how does, that, how does one go about becoming, you know, fixing a team dynamic like that? Yeah. I think that's the big off-season question as far as, like, are we going to have more off-season? Because you had the stuff, you know, in-season with, like, the whole anthem thing that happened at the beginning of the year. and Oh, God. I'm just yeah. – I'm, I'm, I am just beg the NFL, just please keep the teams inside the locker rooms just so I don't have to hear about it anymore. I mean, that's really how you I fix just, the right? issue is you don't that, have the team – That's how college does it. You don't have the team run out till after the they, anthem. And then no one can get mad about anything, and we can just all I'm move on. But, Derek, back on to you guys, I think, as an outsider, I think, you know, powder keg seems to be the word that comes to We've got a lot of personalities in the locker room, too. You've got Ben, you've got Bell, Brown. Yeah, and I mean, to be honest, I mean, I I don't disagree with Le'Veon Bell. I mean, he's done nothing but produce minus his infractions with league policy. We'll call him those. Yeah. Uh, You know, outside of those things, I mean, he's produced, yet... You know, will will he get the deal or will he get the tag again? You know, that's going to be the question. I mean, we saw what that kind of same thing happened with what Cam Chancellor. He wanted the new deal, and I mean, he sat. Yeah. Um, but you know, you you look at Antonio Brown. <laughs> yeah, that's a personality, you know, and and I think. I, I just I foresee I just I worry about something like Roethlisberger going down, and all of a sudden. Brown's not getting the touches and all that stuff, and the, it's it's tough. He's throwing water coolers. It's tough again. sledding because you've got Landry Jones of all people trying to throw him the ball, you know, and it's just you, you, it, it just seems like a recipe for for disaster. I don't disagree with that. So I, I think off season drama, I think, will be the big story for us in the off season and then going into camp. And obviously, the whole. Le'Veon Bell thing because I I think you've got to find some way to keep all those pieces together because now Ben's saying that he wants to play for another three to four years. I mean, who who knows? Yeah, what last? Yeah, he said he said that after retire. Well, then after the Jacksonville loss, he said for one he's when. He said he was going to – no, I mean, I mean, remember last year? We yeah, yeah, yeah no, last year you took what? We didn't know if he was going like to come back. took, four weeks? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, it was, we didn't know if he was going to come let back. Let me tell you what, edge well, of my seat. <laughs> well, after the Jacksonville loss, he I said – I haven't seen that much drama since the 2008 curling championship. Yeah. <laughs> 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 hey, I'm a curling fan. He was nursing his lower leg. It's Something like that. But no, he came out after the Jacksonville loss and said that he was going to come back, and now he wants to play for another three or four years. Well, in that hey, can you make that throw down a sec? Yeah, second base. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't bullshit you about something like that. <laughs> you better. <laughs> you better if you want to make this team <laughs> to second. <laughs> ah, baseball season's coming back, folks. Baseball. Yeah. So let's um, let's move on to we, we we've got one more football game this season what about luke's team i thought you went over yours uh, did. He talked about we don't we don't need to discuss any further than i've already made <laughs> I, mean, my, I guess you did you talked my about very wrong and... predictions that i had at the first well, show what, what's what what's green bay's biggest need for for the draft this year 
A lot of things, Derek. A lot of things. Um, <laughs> Baseball, Ray. Baseball. <laughs> I'd have to say our secondary on our defense. I mean, if you don't have a defense, it's going to be hard to, to win games. I mean, the whole object Did is you got to outscore the opponent. So uh, you got to hold them to a few points, and you score, you score more. So I think if Rodgers, he'll come back healthy. Uh, and um, What do you think I about think the Ty Montgomery thing? Do you think, do you think it, it – like the, the luster has kind of worn off of it? Like do you think it was, it was that crazy thing last year and then this year? Do you think it just kind of fell a little flat? I don't know. Or do you think, think it was a victim of not having a quarterback that really – Well, I think you effective? look at it and you, you see Ty Montgomery out there and, and I think it has to do a little bit with the luster from last year. Um but then Jamal Williams came out there and, and a rookie and, and, I mean, just ran the ball like the majestic giant he is. And so, I mean. Uh, well, Rodgers getting hurt forced Green Bay to discover a running game. Right. And so I, I think with that, you saw Jamal really pop. And I think Ty, Ty will either stay in that role or, or maybe with the new coaching staff and the way we're going to go. Um, maybe you look at moving him back out to to you know maybe tight end wide receiver somewhere out there and and keeping Jamal as maybe your primary and and maybe adding somebody else. But but I think the main thing and and from everything that I've kind of looked at as far as mock drafts and I agree with is you go after a cornerback or, or somebody in that that back secondary to to help you out. You know, I, I'm more interested to see what happens with their organization. You know, because yeah. Ted Thompson's gone. Ted Thompson was well known for not signing big free agents. I was about to say, do you think they're actually going like, to go out there and get a free agent? Yeah, I mean, I, I think can, you have to. You know, I mean, yeah. I can name three that he signed: Charles Woodson, um, Julius Peppers, and Martellus Bennett. And and, and I'll, I'll say this: I I think it's true that you can't build an entire team off yeah. of free agency. But I mean, look at, the new, look at the New England Patriots and look look at the Denver we Broncos. Did. They get the if you get the key, key personnel yep. in the right spots, then it can be beneficial. Well, because Green yeah. Bay, I, I hate to say it, it at all costs. Think about it. You Green Bay has one of the greatest quarterbacks probably to ever play the game, and yeah. they've been in what one Super Bowl with them? One, mm-hmm. one, Super one. Bowl. yeah. I mean, that's like ninety-five Braves stuff right there. Yeah, you know, like of Maddox and chop Gavin. on. Yeah, and so the the thing I wonder is, you know, like you've got three, reference. you've got you've got two two receivers or get three receivers making a lot of money. And, you know, they don't have much defensive depth at all. And out of those wide receivers, health issues. Oh, out of all three yeah. of them. I mean, yeah. But I mean, and, and I think that's one of our all, biggest they, factors. Were they all healthy this year, though? Because that would – I mean, in no, and out. wasn't Jordy in and out. banged up some? I mean, Jordy was banged up. Devontae Adams but took I, a vicious hit that, you know, set him on the sideline. Yeah, for but I mean, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's the it's, NFL. You, you, you know, it sucks because you, you finally get them all back there and then your quarterback goes down. You're like, well, they're no good without your quarterback. You know, right. So. And that was the issue, was then you put Brett Hundley in there, who's, yeah, he sat behind Rodgers, and Rodgers sat behind Favre, but, you know, I just, Brett Hundley to me made stupid plays that even a backup in the NFL shouldn't make. You know, and and the fact of the matter is, is, 
I you know, watched I've, I've enough watched Bronco <laughs> football I, I know, to know that starters in this league make worse plays than Luke. Correct. Luke, the defense was yeah. was the Packers' biggest yeah. issue. Luke, you watched an Arizona Cardinal team Come that on. didn't score a touchdown I in know. two and a half games. That was Everybody likes two and a half to games. rail on Hundley. Everybody likes to rail on Hundley. But let's be honest. Dom Capers and that defense has not no, been and, good and for I'm a long time. No. Not I'm probably since their time as the Super Bowl champions and everything like that. Yep. Which was and how long ago? Ten years ago, yeah. she said? Well, yeah. and you got to sit there and think about the the dominance of, what, Clay Matthews during that time and all that. And, I mean, and he's always hurt, ten, ten years yeah. now. Yeah. And ten years you older. Know, the issue is we always deal with, with injuries. It's the same old, same old every year of, you know, are they in this game? Are they out? Are they all of a sudden they get hurt? You know, whatever else. And, you know, it used to be teams feared to come play in Lambeau Field because of the – Conditions and you know we knew we could dominate. Now it's global warming is affecting that. Now. I know. Yeah. Global warming and <laughs> it's taking uh, away the home field advantage for right. the Green Bay. Bay but but I, I will say that teams no longer fear of that in a sense because <laughs> the defense and the team isn't what it used to be. You know. So I think that's <laughs> well. I, I okay. So I, I I pose this question then: If you don't sign any free agents and you're using every single one of your draft picks and you're forcing them to you're using third, fourth, and fifth round draft picks that are having to start. Can you really adequate, adequately prov- like provide good depth? No, I think you have to go after a free agent. So I'm not some saying sort. going in. I'm not saying going at the top tier guys, but just enough of those younger kind of mid tier guys to be able to fill your roster in. Because that's what I see is that you guys are using all your draft picks, which is great to build the roster. It's yeah. cheap. Yeah. The problem is, is that when those guys get hurt, well then they're the next man up. You don't well, have anybody else to kind of. And I think also too, they they provide a little maybe a little bit of leadership and guidance for the youngers. I, I look at the Arizona Cardinals just because that's what I'm familiar with, but. You know, we brought back Carlos Sansby this year, who's very up there in the age. Uh, and he had a productive season, but the more important part was he, he provided that leadership from that, you know, middle role and everything. I think that's I what agree. you can get out of free agents. Well, and the Broncos cut T.J. Ward the week before, two weeks before the season started, and that was a problem the whole year. The defense was not happy about it. They were angry about it, and it caused problems from the very beginning. Uh, now, yeah. okay, Rodgers has a new lady friend, right? Yeah, Danica think Patrick. Danica She's a Patrick Bears fan. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. I did not know yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you think that's going to play news. into his? Oh, because God. we all again. remember what the Olivia whoa, Munn. Olivia Munn. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Okay. Whoa. We'll see. <laughs> all right. Next week on E News. <laughs> Before we move to Super Bowl, there was one thing I forgot. Uh, probably the low point, which I think was a low point of the entire year, was the Ryan Shazier injury. Yeah. And um. He kind of surprised everybody during the New England game. He was in the press box, and that was kind of a surreal experience. Like when they showed him on the video board, it was kind of like a delayed reaction. They're like, holy crap, he's here, and then he's, you know, sitting in a chair waving the towel, and that whole place just erupted, and it was – it kind of gave me goosebumps in a way. But, you know, I I think for us, you know, linebacker is the biggest need because I – if I'm Ryan Shazier and I'm able to walk again, there's no way in hell I will he, ever play football again. He needs again. to be focused on one thing only, and that that only thing is, you know, being able to walk again and live a normal life. And live a normal life. Yeah. And I mean, I I will, I will say this, Derek. I we were in we were working a, a Wahoos game when I was when, running yeah. a high home camera. Yeah, and because I really wanted him in in Arizona, you know, and and everything. So to 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 see such a pivotal player, you know, kind of 
you know, the best player ended. on our entire defense yeah, by and, far. And his career ended just so shortly. You know, I, unfor- it's an unfortunate part of the game. I guess it's it's why it's so important now that that everyone's teaching like the heads up football and everything, and, and yeah. you're getting the heads up so that you don't get those type of neck injuries. Um, it was just a scary thing because you know, it was yeah. during it was during the Bengals game on Monday night, and he after the hit happens, he rolls over and starts pointing at his back, and I'm just like, oh no. And then someone's saying, you know, as he's being carted off the field, he's saying, I can't feel my legs. It's just like, oh, man. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it's, it's no longer a football thing. It's a, it's a life thing. It's, it's a yeah. real thing that, that kind of brings in a whole new look onto it. And like I said, that's why I think it goes back to, to you know, the, the game and how it's been changing with all the concussion stuff and yeah. the heads-up football and, and all that. Yeah. So this weekend, Super Bowl 52. Uh Luke, we'll get into the broadcast stuff here in a second. That's what I it love. Is, it is the New England Patriots against the Philadelphia Eagles. Which New England's wearing the white jerseys. Ooh. They are very successful in those. Which, <laughs> funny fact that you and I should know, Luke, I think it's 12 of the last 13 Super Bowl teams like who, that have won have wore their white jerseys. Correct. Green the team Bay that is not green. was Green Bay won their green jerseys when they beat the Steelers yep. in Super Bowl yeah. 45. Fun fact the of the Steelers night. beat the Cardinals. We were wearing our reds. Mm-hmm. We were white when we beat Carolina. Yeah. That was a good night. It was. That we was were in night. orange when we got throttled by Seattle. Yeah, That was not a good night. God, those were great times, though. Man, we had Peyton Manning Peyton cupcakes. Come back. Peyton, please. I don't <laughs> care if you can't throw. Please. So when we did our preview show back in September, I asked everyone for a Super Bowl prediction. Oh, boy. Uh, Luke and Joey had Green Bay beating New England. <laughs> well, that took a turn for the worst when you lose Aaron Rodgers. And don't have a defense. Poor Brett Hundley, man. Yeah. He's yeah. just getting trashed. Wait, I just yeah. want to say, you guys were still in there, in, in, in the playoffs. I thought you guys were going to sneak back in. And I'm he, not going to lie. And it was a rush Until, to get, but you rushed Aaron Rodgers back in there. You threw, what, three, yeah, four he, picks against Carolina. Um, Carolina of all the teams. Yeah, hey, Carolina's pretty good. Yeah. Their defense is still good. Especially at The home. great Steve Wilkes defensive coordinator at the time. That's right. Keep telling yourself that. <laughs> That's right. Keep telling yourself that. It's going to anyway, be just fine. That was wrong. So, it's going to be uh, just fine. Well, I got one of the two. Yeah. Way to go out on a limb with the Patriots. <laughs> I had New England beating Seattle. Um, it's which, funny. which, can we just say, like, Seattle's an interesting case. Yeah, and how they've kind of fallen apart. Yeah, yeah I'm obviously fine with they'll that. they'll be back. But well, obviously, with the injuries that they had in their non-existent offensive line, your division next year actually intrigues oh me my quite God. a bit. It's going to be scary because it's gonna be Seattle scary Seattle game. will be back. The, the Rams, Rams I don't think are just, going anywhere. Their sky's the limit for them. And then Coach San Francisco is with oh my God, he's so hot. yeah, right. I'm going to make my McVay, prediction now. He's so hot right now, he is. Uh, yeah. Super Bowl Fifty Three is going to have the. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars in it. You heard it here first. Ooh, I don't think so. No, I, I think so. Because I, I think they're going to so. draw a much difficult. More, yeah, that schedule yeah. gets a little yeah, tougher when, when you, you go win. to the AFC yeah. Championship. They yeah, make things schedule a little gets bit a little tougher. tougher. Yeah. I have faith. Okay. Gotta have faith. Isn't that a song? Yeah, by, <laughs> it is by George Michael yeah, exactly. and Limp Biscuit, covered by Limp Biscuit. Yeah. Uh, it's funny because Adam actually didn't give a Super Bowl prediction. I didn't. You only talked about AFC teams. Uh, besides New England that could play in the Super God, Bowl. God, that, that is so you. Ramble well, on for 45 well, minutes and not answer now, the question. So. If I have to go with two uh, Super Bowl teams, I'd probably say the Philadelphia Eagles and the New England Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very good pick. I like it. Good pick. I like it. 
Uh, I loved Ian's pick. He he had Seattle beating a Pat Mahomes led Kansas oh. City. <laughs> Forty-eight to seven. God, we'd be able, right. <laughs> we'd be we'd be a whole lot richer. In yeah, we teams. would. Yeah. Man, why didn't Washington trade for Smith at the deadline? Right. Man, oh, <laughs> man Pat Mahomes. Hey, well, maybe I was a year off. I might maybe have been a so. year off. You know, I'm excited to watch him play. The guy's got he, a heck of an arm. He played the last game against Denver. Now, granted, we had a lot of backups in, and I think he played pretty well. It was Paxton Lynch versus Pat Mahomes, so it was only on a regional broadcast. They, CBS <laughs> didn't even show it, so nobody got to watch it. But They played think, reruns of the Masters. <laughs> yeah, something yeah. Like that. I, I, heard it was, I heard it was in focus. <laughs> it was only out for two and a half hours. <laughs> so, Luke, tell us a little bit about broadcast for the Super Bowl. Well, I think it's, uh, you know, they go on a, what, last year was, who did last year's? Was it Fox? No. Last year's yeah. was. Fox. Yeah. Yeah. It was Fox. Because CBS NBC, did 50. Right. Yeah, CBS It'll did be NBC one. this year, this year, um, and then next year's back on CBS, but. Uh, we got a shot. Oh, my God. Which, by the way, oh my just Tony, Tony, Romo. Tony Romo on a Super Bowl. Oh, I can't oh wait. I cannot wait. Jim oh. Nance is going to have the stun gun ready to that go. That poor guy. I can't wait. I can't. I actually, you guys, I have listened to it. He's just really excited because he's actually got a Super Bowl. I was about to say, it's going to be the closest Tony Romo ever gets to a Super Bowl. (laughs) Well, I was going to say, I've had to listen to it all year on you three, hate on Tony Romo. But I I don't know. I I really think I like to watch the game from from his perspective. And, well, well, but with that. CBS, that's why. But with that, and here's why I'll say it is, and you're going to see it. this weekend in Super Bowl Fifty Two, when the greatest combo of commentators yeah. call the game, no. yeah, because if I'm mistaken, is Sunday Night Football yeah, the Sunday, number one yeah. show? Now here's a guy. Again, yeah. So, so yeah, we will see greatness. So on anyway, Sunday. so back to my conversation um, before you guys started hating again. Um, but I think what Tony Romo's brought to it is the evolution of networking and the broadcast that the networks do. And with that is the technology usage. The NFL has SMT who provides the stats. And now with that, you get these two-angle sky camps. And you're going to see that for the first time in the Super Bowl this weekend of a high sky and then the angle behind. And so I think what that provides is as a viewer at home, you get to see that Madden look that they call it. But then you also get to see – a different angle from a little higher from an all-22 standpoint, but you see it from behind the quarterback. And with that, you can add – I know CBS did it, brought in and was able to trace the players' routes and, and provide more of the technology that they're going to provide in this Super Bowl that, that NBC is going to use. Um, you know, so I think, I think he's brought a lot to the table that is going to change how – next year's broadcasts will be broadcast by the networks and it's starting to change with Super Bowl 52 um you know they're they're using 76 cameras to cover this game i don't Which know it's just ridiculous i mean 76 like you said what most of them have to be to tape in order for yeah. this like well right i mean and there i read another thing 130 microphones you know and and, and Tony Romo's going to hold all 130 of them <laughs> Well, this is NBC's broadcast. That's right. That's why we're going to watch it with the volume on. So, um, (laughs) but anyways, I I think it's going to be interesting because 
I don't. I thought he brought a sense to it of. He's definitely brought a sense of wonderment to the game. <laughs> Childlike that's enthusiasm. Just, that is. Harkens you back to the uh, the old empty field days when you were playing tackle football with your buds in the neighborhood. So painful. So painful. <laughs> On a side note, though, and just like I just sure, hey, I'm pretty sure he wet his pants in excitement during the AFC Championship game. On a side note, Fox will now be doing the Thursday night games which for is the a next big five deal. years. Mm-hmm. It's a big yeah. deal. Which, I mean, which means there's going to be Thursday night football for the next five years. Yeah. Well, they mentioned that, you know, uh, 21st century, what was it? They, they sold themselves to the Walt Disney Company. And so Fox is just keeping which, their broadcast. Which to spread over to, Dar- to the other probably podcast points, obviously to try most notably what, bring home the Marvel characters. All under the same roof. Mm-hmm. So, but so they're just going to own everything that, at some yeah. point. Fox until they get busted up. Except for Tony Romo. From an, from an article, can't nobody I hold read, him down. <laughs> from an article I read, He's Fox will pay over three billion over the course of the five years for the the rights, and they they want to basically take it and sh- be able to stream Thursday night over all their their apps and all that, so you can watch it on the go, whatever else that. Hasn't really been done before. Um, but they did say that, that the, the CBA will run out before that's over with. Yeah. So the players are going to be looking for a big piece yeah. of that money. Yeah. Yeah, so, and I mean, that's, fun fact. As, as everything kind of transitions and the NFL changes and everything, and, and I mean, I know with even looking at Vince McMahon and what he's going to do with the XFL Let's and looking it. into the. Vince, if you need the, a GM. I'm excited right here. Yeah, but, I'm but not I mean, lie. that was one thing that that the, right everyone here. was asking was, oh, "Hey, are you guys planning on doing something traditional with the media?" And it's like, you know, we're going towards different avenues with that, and you got to sit there and, and wonder what's well, what's and poised down the road for for the television broadcast, Lifetime Network. Well, and it's interesting because it makes it. I really, had a really bad joke. I'll tell you it afterwards. <laughs> just remind me. It had something to do with Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, lower leg injury. I'm retiring. Well, it's interesting because you bring up the whole live streaming, like on Twitter. Uh, I think Amazon Prime even did it. Yeah. It makes it interesting when all these TV rights come up, not just with football, but with other venues as well, because of that medium. How do you, how do you include it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would I would love to be a fly on the wall in those executive meetings. Well, if they keep putting really bad Thursday night games on, it won't matter. Well, and that's that's the I agree with you. That's the that's but, the problem with Thursday. But, night. But but like somebody said, somebody said the other like the other day, they were like they were like, well, the NFL ratings are down, but they're not. I mean, they are, but the TV viewership is down, and yeah. they're still the greatest show in town. Like yeah. nothing's I, even close. I don't so. I don't care what you say. The NFL's not going anywhere. Right. Whether they. Stand up for the national anthem or not. They're not going anywhere. There's too much. Just like Luke said, what, $3 billion? That's just Thursday night games. The number yeah. one show on television is Sunday night football. It's what not about going anywhere. What Tony? Tony. People sometimes just love his ramblings and would want to talk about, see exactly what's going to happen in the play before it actually happens. He Tony Romo is that kid. Can he just say spoiler alert before no. he opens his mouth? Tony Romo is that kid in middle school that like really wants to be in the in group. And so like he's when the fight, really like when the fight breaks really out, hard. he's like, oh, no, don't do it, Darren. Don't do it, Darren. And then it happened. He's like, man, I told you. I was right there. I was right there. Like if Darren needed me, I got you. Be like, sit down, Tony. Eat another sandwich. Uh, that was fantastic. We do have two special guests watching. Who? 
Gabe Sour. Oh, Gabe. And too sweet to be sour. Gabe <laughs> and Mr. Chris Garagiola are oh. watching. Oh, yeah. He good said, day, "Good day, mate." He said, "Good card or go cards." Early. Good day, mate. Are we haven't had a chance to talk about Steve Wilkes. Oh, that's not that's not Australian. Yeah, no, that's British. I, yeah. I don't know what you're doing there. I don't. British. I don't know what you're. Yeah. Well, I'm assuming he's still in Australia. I don't that know. He, he is. He is. So let's talk Super Bowl predictions. Patriots versus Eagles. We'll we'll start uh, we'll start with Mr. Thompson. Predict Who? it will be a great game. I'm gonna have to wear some earphones. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Um, you guys think I hate on NBC? I really don't hate on NBC. I just I I prefer one over the other. Um, <laughs> Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth are the I'm greatest not. duo. <laughs> I'm gonna to say ever. I just dude, Sunday Night Football is just on another. It's, it's, just, it's on another level to me, and, and this is just me being honest. Sunday Night Football for me is just on a whole other level. I don't disagree with you. Right. Luke, I'm waiting for your score. I will listen. Um, I'm going to say it's Eagles. Because why not? I got nothing to lose. Um, Eagles. 30, well, you and I have something to gain. I know. Yeah, 34. 200 bucks. Patriots. 27. 34-27 Eagles. Wow. Somebody likes the Doug Peterson train. I like it. All right, Adam. You going to make a prediction this time? Or yeah, just ramble I on am for 45 actually going minutes to. And now let me talk to you about high strength polymers for a second, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to go Patriots 30. That is three touchdowns and three field goals, correct? Yes. Yep. Three touchdowns, three field goals. 30 to. Thirteen, wow! Yeah, I, I I don't think it's going to end well for Eagles nations. I just I think Bill Belichick is going to have them humming, and they're going to be prepped. I think the Eagles are going to come out like most teams that haven't been back in the Super Bowl every freaking year, and is going to be so amped up. I think they might make a few mistakes early. I put them down, and then they're just going to be pressing from that point on, and. I just think it's going to slip slip away. I, I don't think it's going to be close. And I really hope I'm wrong. I do think it'll be close. I think I think the Patriots aren't nearly as good as what they they have been. And I think Philadelphia's defense will be able to pressure Brady. I just don't think it, it's it, – you saw it with Jacksonville. There's something about the Patriots where they're like, look, it's no big deal. We're down by 30. Watch. And well, they just I, come back, and there's this intimidation factor, and, and and I think there's an intimidation factor because you're playing Brady, and Brady can, he he does more with less, and I just think matchup wise, if Nick Foles, I mean, I think Nick Foles will make a couple big plays, but I think he'll he'll make a, a mistake, and I think it'll be close. I think it'll be maybe 17-10, 17-13 going in the fourth quarter, and then I think New England kind of distanced them. Uh, themselves and I think they probably go up like 24-13 and I think that's probably what the score will be. Pat's and, and and I like like I said I but I think England, it'll be closer than I mean it'll be closer than what the score. Is. Derek, how many times has New England been in the Super Bowl? 115 in, in the past what 15 this years. Is, this, this is their is it 8th? Eighth? 8th eighth Super Bowl in, since 2000? Yeah. You know? And and, and so 
I, I mean, it's almost in a way an unfair advantage. We talk about New England and how many AFC championships they've been in, what, 13 or something? Yeah. AFC yeah. championships. They're just ingrained in their DNA to play in these games. And then, then you're, then basically you have teams that are exposed to never being in the situation. And I think yeah. that's what ultimately happened to Jacksonville is, is, but it's I will, what New England does. I will because say it's this in their though, DNA. I will say this though. Give me Doug Peterson yeah. and his coaching and what he did last game, game planning for Minnesota. Which Minnesota's was, defense is way better than New yeah, England's. Uh-huh. Give me that. Because again, Jacksonville, like we said, they went in full on shutdown mode as soon as they went up. And it was like, we're going to run it for net first down every single down. Yeah. I do think Doug, Doug if, if Philadelphia wins it, it will be because Doug Peterson out coaches Patricia and Belichick in a way. I, I just that's tall, tall that's task. tall task. Yeah, but I I think he can do it. I mean, if he can come up with enough different schemes, hey, I'm enough, I'm right there with you, man. I yeah. hope they do. Mr. Diamond, what do you think the score will be? I've actually got a fairly low scoring matchup. I, I think I think Philadelphia's defense is better than it gets credit for. If Carson Wentz were playing, I would go Philly. Oh, yeah, because of, yeah. if because Carson, Carson Wentz was playing, so well, that was, I felt so that was bad. unfortunate. I felt yeah. so bad for him because he would have been the MVP, like without a doubt, if he had not got hurt. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go New England. I think it's gonna be close, much similar to what you were saying. It's gonna be close going into the fourth quarter, and then the Patriots are just gonna run away with it. So I'm going to say Patriots. 24, Eagles, 17. Nice. Very nice. But I Rob, will... I'm not dressed like Bill Belichick. I'm not wearing a <laughs> cutoff. Hey, <laughs> this is actually Nike apparel. It's not leftover. It's not leftover Reebok gear. Let's see what we got here comments wise. I do say? like the Indians in six. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, Chris, I'll take the Indians in six. Go, 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 tr- go tribe. Yeah, I'm with that. I am on the Todd Gurley MVP train. Gabe, I I, I agree with you on that. I've seen him gouge the Arizona Cardinal defense enough. Oh, let's see. Gabe says Eagles 24, Pat 17, and Crocodile greater than a shark. No, no, we we, we won't even get to that one. But I will say this, Gabe, you are totally off basis on saying that Brady is a bad quarterback. He's not a bad quarterback. He's probably the greatest ever. He's the greatest quarterback of all time. Because he also says, so, okay, wait, I have a question to that. Oh, Luke, Tony yep. Romo just popped on. I have a question to that. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Chris says say, the wild thing is unstoppable. <laughs> you say Brady's the greatest to quarterback the to team play, to Boca. yet if we roll the tapes back. Luke, don't do it. No, I'm just I'm going to stop you before no, you did it. I should have stopped you the last time. No, you said they were going to trade him for like a bag of footballs and a ham sandwich. No, no I'm going down a different road. Well, it had cheese on it. But but I hear this I hear this all the time and I read it all the time. It's who's the greatest quarterback? Is it Brady? Is it Rodgers? Is it Roethlisberger? If we roll the tapes back, we all just said earlier in the podcast talking about the Packers, is Rodgers the best to play the game? No. Well, now you just said no. and we There's all said no yes. Chance. We all no. said yes. If you roll back the tapes, no. And now we just well, say Brady. We, no, no. So my, we, my ne- we said one of the best. We said one of the not best. the best. Uh, mm. Yeah, no, there's no way no, I would put Aaron Rodgers with one Super Bowl over Tom Brady that's won a billion Super Bowls. 
or Joe Montana that's won a billion you. Super Bowls, or Johnny Unitas, or John Elway, or Dan Marino. There's no way Aaron Rodgers is anywhere Super Bowls. close to that right now. Don't you don't you come in this house? No. Don't I, you I, Tony I just, Romo so where, where do you don't where you do, do you it? Put Peyton in between the three. The three of who? Roger, if you Rogers is nowhere near. I mean, Rogers is in the. I mean, he's in the top. I mean, he's. I put him he's, in, he's maybe the, in the top ten. I don't know. I mean, you got like 10. Warren Moon, Jim Kelly. I mean, and those are just guys that I remember watching growing up. Yeah, no, I mean, we haven't even gone back far enough. Like Fran Tarkin and those types of guys. I mean, yeah. there's I mean, no way. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is great. Even uh, Brett Favre. Like, yeah. I mean, there's just no way I could put Aaron Rodgers up there. I, I he is Terry he Bradshaw. Is, Bradshaw. Terry yeah. Bradshaw. Terry I mean. Bradshaw. Hey, I was just trying to rebuttal the point of what we well, said and, earlier because and I'm pretty you, sure somebody said it. So I was just I well, just wanted to And I think if you look at Tom Brady, he, he can't I mean he's done goat. it for so long and he did it when he's at, when he had Randy Moss. Look yep. at he threw what 45 touchdowns and he was a deep passer and now he's changed his game. I think the adaptability of him being able to change from one style of quarterback to another Proves his greatness. Name name four playmakers on the Patriots offense. Name. Exactly. Rob Gronkowski. That's okay. all I've got. So there's one. Who else? Name a receiver. Any receiver. That I would say would be an elite class. None. Well, just name a guy. I'm well, Amadola. Okay, there's one. Who else? Brandon Edelman. Cooks. Okay, Cooks. And Edelman. Okay, Edelman's tore his ACL. He's not playing. Uh, I, I think yeah. Brady is Goat. is the best of this of our of all time of is what you meant to live, say there. Living, li- I mean, playing right no, now. I, I I just you sit there and you say you got to look at the dominance, and it kind of in a way goes back to a little bit cross sport, but back to the little bit of the LeBron James stuff, where it's like LeBron James has been in the finals every single year for X amount of years. It, it's oh, the wait. same thing with Tom Brady. Yeah, is it's not only has he won. It's just that he's been around for so many, 13 AFC championships almost in a row outside of that one year, what, he tore his ACL? You know, it's unheard of. So how, there's no argument anyone has to say he's not the greatest quarterback of all time. I'm sorry, he's not. And to answer that question. He he is. There's no arguments. Deion Lewis, um, James White, Chris Hogan. Who else is there? Those are what the running backs? No, Chris Hogan's a wide receiver. Who else is there? I'm, th- I'm missing one. Oh, Burkhead. Yeah, yeah. Was he back after his concussion? Or yeah, I think so. Thing? Yeah. And there's a backup tight end, but nobody knows who he is. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's not even close. His yeah. name's not Gronk. No. But okay. I like you going to bat for your boy, though. Yeah. Well, no, I, I was like just that because we talked about it earlier on in the show. We, and, I, I, and Ian podcast, said it, and it was in the the one of the greatest quarterbacks to play. To play. I've just I've heard the debate before, so I wanted to yeah. bring yeah. it up. And, in and I mean, even if you, we talk about Peyton Manning, I think Peyton Manning by far might have been one of the greatest minds to ever play quarterback. Yeah. Um, but he didn't have whatever that special gene Tom Brady has. It's a nerve. Yeah. Right about here. That gets worked out during his T12 uh, avocado ice cream diet. There's some that weird stuff going good. on there with yeah. that guy. Yeah. Whatever it is, it's working though. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He'll get another one this weekend, I think. Yeah. When does he start getting them sized for his toes? <laughs> well, I saw a funny <laughs> meme, you know, when he had that, that hand injury, that it was actually to add a sixth finger to his hand <laughs> for his next ring. How how many more Super Bowls do you guys honestly think he wins before he retires? Um, you know, I just read uh, a headline. Sarah, you're probably right. Yeah, yeah, yeah they are going to win. We know. 
You know, that's what we said, Sarah. We said it. I promise. I I honestly think Brady's. It, I, th- I who's going to challenge him in the next few years? Honestly, I mean, they, no, it, you're going to catch up with him. It, it will catch up with him. He might be able to get to one or t- one or maybe one more, maybe two more. Eventually, it's going to catch up. It'll it'll catch up. Well, and and he'll, I he'll think, start to slow. Yeah. But again, he has created this offense with 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 him, where he just he's they always have an open guy, and and so he they use the backs and tight ends better than anybody else in the league. They use the middle of the field better, and you can create so many more matchup mismatches when you're throwing into the middle of the field. Yeah, I mean, as long as he can throw the ball accurately and take a hit, he'll he because you know him. you know I mean Denver had the everyone knows the recipe to beat Tom Brady. Yep, is to get to him and beat but and hit him. The problem is he gets the ball out so quickly, you can't get to him. Yep. So I, I, until you start facing those things, I don't think Tom you Brady's actually said it out. on the preview show. The way to beat Brady, rush for, hit him constantly, and play man coverage. Yep, tight man coverage. Yeah. Yep. yep. If you force him to throw the ball down the field, it's, it's and I thought Jacksonville did a good job on Gronkowski. You know, yeah, I, I, I even but, though, but but then the backs and the tight yeah. and the and the other guys killed you. It's, you know? That's you the thing is, you take one guy out, uh, the others compensate for yeah. it. Whereas, I mean, Gronkowski has gouged how many defenses and everything. You take him out, but you got to account for everybody. I can else. tell you one he gouged the Steelers. Yeah. Yes, he killed Denver he many times. Every well, I mean, do you see his hand on the ball? It's insane. I mean, yeah. We've all held he, an NFL football before. He bullied Sean Davis during yeah. that game. Like, he just owned Sean Davis. It was awful. It was absolutely awful. But it, w- it will be interesting because I think the NFC is starting to produce some interesting teams. Obviously, the oh, Rams they, they, and, and everything else. That the I NFC is a much better it, conference. It, I think it will start getting more interesting in the Super Bowl, at least Super Bowl competition with Tom Brady. Hi, Gabe. <laughs> Gabe, buddy, you're not. It's not the case, man. Luke, Luke's like, yeah, that's what that guy said. Yes. <laughs> I agree, Gabe. Go, Go ahead. ahead. And I, you're I'm live here. I'll and put I'll, the mic right underneath you. He, he's, a, he's in a good system. Bill Belichick's the, the mastermind. Brady is just a decent quarterback that can only throw 10 yards i think i talked to you guys about this in the office but um matt castle won 12 games to the patriots led them to the playoffs um Brissett and jimmy g lost one game combined when brady was suspended he's in a really good system well i mean tom brady's up the spectacular even when he had the best receiver in the league randy moss he didn't win the super bowl so therefore Tom Brady is a decent quarterback. He didn't win the Super Bowl, but he went, what, 18 and 1? <laughs> what? He went 18 and 1 that year. He was one game away from a perfect season. Eight, listen. And it listen. took David Tyree catching the ball with his helmet. Hey, listen. A true act of God. <laughs> listen, we all know that you can, you can say Tom Brady um, can't beat the Giants can't do anything correctly against the Giants, and Tom Coughlin is a genius against the Patriots. But I'm going to tell you this. Randy Moss made him look good because he can't throw it over 10 yards. He can. Randy Moss can go chase the ball downfield. He's 6'5", can run a 4-2, 4-3, and jump over everybody. He made Brady look good that year, and he's the reason why that record was so good. This is my only thing, Gabe. Go ask the Jacksonville Jaguars if he can throw the ball over 10 yards. Hey, they, 
I, I will agree that Jacksonville slowed up, and I mean, they got conservative with what they did in the second half. Everybody saw what they were doing before. Tom Brady is a terrible quarterback. I'm sticking with it. He's not that great. I agree, Gabe. Thank you for your phone call. Uh, thank you, Gabe, for calling. Hear you later on. <laughs> thank you for yeah, calling thank into you the for Derek Diamond yeah, experience. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. We need to do this more often. That's what I was hoping to bring to the table. Um, I tried with the broadcast side of it, but they always just shoot me down for that. Um, so I thought I'd come at it from a different angle. I'm glad to see somebody on my support side here. You're welcome, Luke. Um, you know, anything for you. Uh, I'm just going to tell you, crocodiles over sharks. And I, would oh, agree, I would agree, Crocod too, with that. Yeah, we're not getting into that tonight. That's for another time, Derek. <laughs> that, we'll, we'll save that for another podcast, Gabe. Yeah. I agree. Thank you, sir. All right. Very much. Thank you, Gary. Thanks, thanks for talking again. to us. There you go. Your first live call. <laughs> no, <laughs> yes, 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 we did it. That's yes. not the first call in. No. I was. That doesn't uh, count. No, you oh, don't count. I'm you don't I was count. the call in on what? The cheers round table? Yeah. I just want that to be known. We we lost our live feed, unfortunately. That's all right. So all right. I guess we'll we'll go ahead and wrap up. That means up it's here. time to wrap up. Yeah. So, All I just wanted to say is to everybody out there is follow me and come drink the cactus juice because it's the only way you're going to get through the 2018 Arizona Cardinals season. <laughs> Wait, I do have Adam's out. <laughs> Adam have, is out. I do have one more thing to, to ask. The note card first down, Gene Steratore, that's our referee for the Loved Super Bowl. It. Loved every moment of it. That was, loved, that was the Monday Night Football game, right? Yes. Loved John Gruden's reaction to it. Loved every moment of it. So do you think do you think he's he's should be the Super Bowl referee for this year? <laughs> I don't think I care. <laughs> I like Gene. I like Gene. Yeah. I mean who the, I mean, he's no Ed Hockey. I like you. He looks he's like the home alone. Home alone he's the home alone. He's the on his mouth. Yeah, I, I'll take it. Crazy you. on line one. <laughs> oh, hi, ma'am. It's you again. <laughs> I just wanted to add that one last Cactus time. Cactus juice out of out. I'm done. Poor See Luke. ya. Joey, we missed you. Christine, I hope you feel better. Hey, Joey, we named the record. Oh, yeah, Joey, we named we the, the record. record. New yeah, go. Hypno Warrior. Yeah, New Unicorn Wranglers coming out. Sometime, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Derek. Thanks again to Adam, Ian, and Luke for coming on the show to talk NFL recap, Super Bowl predictions. Always fun talking with those guys, and I could talk NFL football all day long. And hopefully we'll get a good game this weekend for Super Bowl 52. But a couple of shows coming up for me. Uh, Friday, February 2nd, I'll be doing a special Facebook Live episode promoting the film Cornbread Cosa Nostra with director Travis Mills and several of the cast members. That will air at 6.30 p.m. Central Time at Facebook.com slash Podcast. And next week, we'll be going back to the one-episode-per-week schedule, and I'll be talking with upcoming Pensacon guest, star of Warehouse 13, Mr. Eddie McClintock. He'll be on the show to talk about his time working on Warehouse 13, some of his other past projects, and his upcoming appearance at Pensacon. But until then, you can check out past episodes of the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, all podcasting platforms, just search for the Derek Diamond Experience. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Podcast, And of course, Facebook as well to check out uh, when I'll be doing some upcoming Facebook Live episodes. Might be throwing a surprise Q&A in there somewhere. Who knows what's going to happen as far as this month goes. 
But I believe that will do it. So enjoy the rest of your week. Have a safe and fun Super Bowl weekend. Thank you for tuning in to another awesome episode of the Derek Diamond Experience. I'm your host, Derek Diamond, and we'll see you guys on Friday with Cornbread Cosa Nostra and next Thursday with Eddie McClintock. Listening to a Nerd Cave Network production.